walking in here with Stretch, I said, one idiot is going to ask me that question. Like, okay, whether it's on the 20-yard line or the 11-yard line. Like, let's go back and talk about the game, Paul. Remind me to never ask Mike Vrabel a question after a loss. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. We have the Patriots illegal footage, and sexy isn't even a powerful enough adjective to describe how titillating it is, Perna. Oh, God, look at this sideline footage. Look at where Joe Burrow will be standing and hating himself in one year. Oh, this is riveting stuff. Uh, big thanks to Fox Sports and Jay Glazer for making this public to the world. Uh, if I could use one video to convince someone what a waste of time your life would be as a head coach, it's this sideline footage. Imagine your job is looking at a clip like this and trying to figure out an advantage over that team. But if I could use one video to convince someone how awesome it is to be a head coach, it's Vrabel yelling at the media for asking dumb questions. I said one idiot is going to ask me that question. The Titans lose an important game at home to the Texans. The Eagles get a clutch win and earn the love of the announcers. Because rarely do we give offense linemen love on any TV broadcast, but if I see something, I'm going to love him, and I'm going to love this because he has the mentality to finish your blocks, Tom. Finish it. Love it. I love it when offensive Dolphins prove they are as dumb as the idea of tanking in the NFL is itself. I've got all the early football games to review today. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. The Bucks beat the Lions 38-17. Shout out to Wes Hills, Detroit security guard turned running back for obtaining an impossible stat. He had six carries for zero yards and one touchdown at one point in this game. Jameis Winston was seen after the game asking Hills to teach him to score touchdowns without accumulating any yards, as it's the only thing missing from his game. The curious case of Jameis Winston continued as he started the game with his traditional interception, followed by uh, four touchdowns and 458 passing yards. Never have I seen a guy make me think he is the worst quarterback in the league and the best quarterback in the league so frequently since Tim Tebow's 2011 miracle season in Denver. Jameis Winston did become the first quarterback in NFL history with back-to-back games passing over 450 yards and the only QB in NFL history to do that and not convince the world he should be a starter next season. The Eagles barely beat the Washington Potatoes 37-27. Carson Wentz treated his tablet like QBs treat his secondary, aggressively throwing shit without any fear of it getting intercepted. Wentz may not have any healthy receivers, but he's got Miles Sanders, the master of butt-stamping touchdowns in the end zone. It may have taken 15 weeks, but it looks like the Eagles finally figured out Miles Sanders is pretty good. He finished with 122 rushing yards, 50 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Zach Ertz and Greg Ward Jr. were Philly's leading ball catchers with 61 yards and a touchdown apiece. That's how you share, guys. Dwayne Haskins did start this game. Perfect. Two touchdowns, zero picks, and 158.3 QB rating. Adrian Peterson ties Walter Payton here for never scoring a touchdown in a Super Bowl. 
Peterson is also tied with Peyton, fourth all-time in rushing touchdowns with 110. This game was incredibly entertaining, something we have said less than zero times this year about NFC East games. Washington may be home of the second most defensive R-word in the NFL, trailing only whatever Janoris Jenkins tweets, but I am becoming a huge Terry McLaurin fan. The Eagles needed a late fourth quarter touchdown from Greg Ward over Josh Norman to win this game. Nobody better than Josh Norman to help a guy score his first NFL touchdown and also lose the game at the same time. Dwayne Haskins played his best game as a rookie, but was strip sacked on the final play, which Philly scooped in return for the touchdown, which is why the score doesn't reflect how close Philly came to shitting on their postseason with the loss to Washington. The Pats tricked themselves into thinking they're good again with a 34-13 win over the Bengals. Now, on the CBS pregame show, former Bengals quarterback Boomer Esiason was seen giving Heisman winner Joe Burrow a Bengals helmet. Boomer wisely told Joe Burrow, this is not a helmet. This is a coffin for your dreams, Joe. But you will have a great career once you retire and leave the Bengals, just like me and Carson Palmer. More importantly, we now all know what Joe Burrow's fake laugh sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) The Patriots literally knew every play the Bengals would call before the Bengals knew, and they still were down 10-7 after the first quarter. The fact that they were losing this game at all should qualify as a loss for New England. I mean, at one point, Andy Dalton had as many touchdown passes to the Patriots as Tom Brady did. Pat's corner, Stephon Gilmore, has scored more touchdowns this season with two than he's given up in zero. I hate how impressive that stat is. But I have faith the NFL will overreact to the Patriots' spy video and ban them from the postseason. Do it, NFL. Do it. Now, with one more loss, the Bengals will clinch the number one pick in the 2020 draft. And even though this season has been shittier than this Andy Dalton throw, it looks like the Bengals just might come down with the ball after all. Back to you, Chip. (laughs) (laughs) The Bears lose to the Packers 13-21. The Bears were one miraculous play away from possibly tying this game on the final play. They Music City miracled this thing all the way down to the six-yard line before fumbling this away to the Packers for the loss. Aaron Rodgers all-time against the Bears, now has 47 touchdown passes to just 10 interceptions. Today, he only had 203 passing yards and one touchdown, while Mitch Trubisky went for 334 and had at least one play where he looked more like Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers. And I just can't tell if the Packers are good enough to make a real push in the postseason. Texans beat the Titans in the game of the day, 24-21. Texans take a full game leap atop the AFC South. I'm rooting for both teams as the Titans and Texans were the only two teams this season kind enough to let my Broncos beat the piss out of them. Tennessee, I think you guys owe Broncos fans a Christmas basket or something as we helped convince Mike Vrabel to finally bench Marcus Mariota single-handedly saving your season. Idiot. AJ Brown, if you didn't know, was drafted as an outfielder by the San Diego Padres in 2016 before the Titans took him 51st overall in this last draft. Just like the Chargers, Brown decided San Diego was no home for him. 
Despite a bad pick by Deshaun Watson in the red zone on the opening drive, Houston jumped out to a 14-0 lead due to a possible season-saving hit by safety Justin Reed on the goal line that popped the ball right into Whitney Merciless's hands who took it 88 yards the other way to set up the first Texans touchdown. Vrabel's response to a reporter asking if that ball should have been caught also had me involuntarily saying, sorry, dad, sorry, dad, sorry, dad, sorry, dad, at my TV. Should he have caught it? Like, come on, Joe. Like, you're a professional writer. Like, I don't know. Like, the guy came in and hit him as the ball got there. Now, these are two different Kenny Stills touchdowns. They just happened to be in the exact same part of the end zone with Watson firing the touchdown from roughly the same part of the field without any pressure from the Titans defense. If I were a Tennessee reporter, I might ask Mike Vrabel, hey, did you let Stills burn you twice in the exact same way on purpose? Was that part of the game plan? Just to see what he would say. Ryan Tannehill rushed for a touchdown on the classic naked boot. Same thing, sealed the deal for him and his beautiful wife. She knew he was the one the day she saw him naked wearing only boots. Oddly, that's the exact same reason Terry Bradshaw has been married four times. Now, A.J. Brown scored a touchdown with an impressive goal line grab because Ryan Tannehill had an eternity to throw. Tannehill had enough time in the pocket to remember the Titans, the whole fucking movie. Tannehill had enough time to remember every highlight he had playing for the Dolphins. Tannehill spent more time in the pocket than my wallet. That's a dad joke for you, Vrabel. Like, you're a professional writer. Like, the, I don't know. Idiot. <laughs> sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. The Texans made the dumb mistake of hitting too hard during this game. We're flagged for it. Where's the discipline, Houston? You should know if your last name is Scarlet, you've already been labeled by the NFL as an adulteress. And even your perfectly legal textbook hit will be branded slutty and dirty and unnecessary like high school still forcing teens to read the Scarlet letter. More than half the total points in the game were scored in the fourth quarter, and Vrabel was right. Of all the plays to focus on, you should have been asking about tight end Johnny Smith's blazing speed. Why is that big tight end so damn fast? Now, Titans fans desperately start praying to the godless Bills Mafia for a Steelers loss. Did it work? The Seahawks beat the Panthers 3,024. That's a typo. 30 to 24. Since week six, Kyle Allen has the second most turnovers in the NFL, which could keep Cam Newton in Carolina through 2020. And you can knock Kyle Allen all you want, but Josh Gordon has more interceptions than Allen on a per throw basis. Allen finished the day with a soul-crushing three picks. Decaf Metcalf brought back Baby Metcalf with his pacifier mouth guard. Baby Metcalf's favorite movie is Dirty Dancing, but he wants Russell Wilson to put Baby in the corner. Corner of the end zone for touchdowns. Wilson will put Baby in the corner, but his heart belongs to the pure Tyler Lockett who had eight catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Add 133 rushing yards and two touchdowns from Chris Carson, whose workload increased with Rashad Penny landing on IR, and you got exactly what we expected. A Seattle win and me referencing Russell Wilson preferring adult virgins to babies. Some say that's the perfect recap that barely makes sense. Christian McCaffrey became the first player in Panthers history to amass 2,000 yards from scrimmage. 
uh, not to be outdone, the Panthers' social media account has wasted more characters than the Panthers have wasted McCaffrey's yards with creative captions like, there goes 22, and CMC is good at football. Come on, you're a professional writer. The Dolphins fall to the Giants 20 to 36. Idiots. Eli Manning played what is almost certainly his last game at MetLife Stadium. And I literally know zero of the Dolphins' inactive players for this game. I have never heard of any of those guys. Well, maybe Keaton Sutherland. He was pretty good in 24. The Dolphins did not heed my advice, and they solidified their loss of Tank Bowl by losing to the Giants. More than that, they lost the best stat of the year. Ryan Fitzmagic is the Dolphins' leading rusher this season with a staggering 219 rushing yards. Now, had the Lions, Wes Hills, not did his zero yards and one touchdown thing, this could have been the greatest accomplishment of organizational failure this season. Eli Manning lit up the Miami Dolphins defense like this was the Miami Dolphins defense of September. He threw three picks, Miami, and you lost by 16 points. This Eli Manning interception gave him the illustrious stat of throwing a pick against every team in the league except for the Giants. So, if Eli plays for a different team in 2020, we will have one more thing to root for. Saquon Barkley scored a touchdown for the first time since week seven. He had two in this game, plus 112 rushing yards, and was a big reason the Giants got the win. Eli Manning appropriately got a standing ovation as the Giants took him out of the game ceremoniously with a minute 50 left. Timeout taken by Miami. Pat Shermer wanted to get Eli this well-deserved ovation. But more importantly, Eli Manning retains his perfect QB record of 117 wins and 117 losses. Perfect 500. Have we finished the last chapter in the book of Eli? Will we remember the 2019-2020 Titans? Dude, where's my car? I don't know. Let's keep it rolling, all right? I'll see y'all Wednesday. Yeah! Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Again, thumbs up the videos. You gotta do that or YouTube's like, this video's stupid. They send me an email and they say, not enough people liked your stupid video, Brandon. So go home and eat a pile of dirt because you're a shitty YouTuber. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.